The Personal Connection. The Personal Connection. The Personal Connection. The Personal Connection Podcast. The show where we explore the importance of the personal connection and how this translates into business. Discussing the topic with leading professionals to help you unlock the reach your company can have. The Personal Connection Podcast. Brought to you by Motivi. One chance to interrupt, make it count. Imagery that instantly connects. So we're back with the Personal Connection Podcast. And today I've got Claire Brown from Coaching Through Clarity. And we're focusing on one particular thing today. But it's a big thing. Taking control of the day-to-day. The little things that can become huge and how to stop that overwhelm and really just take control. Life can race by us and we can lose focus, get overwhelmed and just get buried. So instead, let's get rid of that. Let's move into this with a positive attitude and let's talk about the skills and tools that we can use to take control of the day to day. Claire, absolutely amazing to have you on the show. Thank you, Stuart. Thanks for having me. I think it doesn't matter whether you're working with individuals or working with groups. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO or you're a mum with a business in the back room of your house. We all face the same problems, don't we? Number one being there's not enough hours in the day and there's not enough days in the week. And with balancing business, family, and just trying to have a life as well, there's a hell of a lot to to juggle there, isn't there? And it's a bit of a mystery. How do you try and keep in control of everything and keep all those plates spinning? I think that... I completely agree with you where we tend to take on a lot of stuff within ourselves and then we, we get very overwhelmed and we can't function in our day to day. So like you said, whether you're a mum having a side hustle and looking after kids or whether you're the CEO um, working as a receptionist in a company, meeting and greeting people coming in through the door, you know, it, it can start to to take on a lot of I, I wouldn't say stress, but you, you take on a lot of things going through your day and you can get very overwhelmed. So it's, it's really important that you take time to break down your day and shift time into your day for yourself in order to remain centered. Centered. What a key phrase. It's, it's something that I'm exploring more and more with the episodes that we bring into the personal connection. You know, when I started the personal connection, it was all about trying to get people to focus on the people behind the business or the people you're trying to talk to and trying to focus your attentions on being real, being human, being personal. Um, but then the more that we're focusing inward, it's that's balance, isn't it? It's, it is being centered and being, I guess, grounded as well in a way. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Like, I mean, I love the concept of being present in the now. Because to me, that is just the epitome of being centered. You, you focus on what you have now and what you can control now. Instead of focusing energy on the future and worrying about the future, you bring yourself to the present and just managing your own response to your own environment. Because if we have to be honest with ourselves, we cannot control our external environments. It doesn't matter how hard you try. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. I mean, yes, you can say that how you are in the moment and how you are with those around you will affect how you're treated, but you can't really control anything, can you? So especially not something that's off in the future. It's So be, be 100% present and, and give it your all, whatever you're doing, really. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's 
it's about managing your response to things. If you, funny enough, I was having a conversation with somebody last night and we were talking about our attitudes towards things. And I was saying that it doesn't matter what life presents you. It's a neutral playing ground. What you presented with is going to come up how you react to it. So if you're looking at it and you're looking at it with a negative mindset and only seeing the bad things in it, then that is how you're going to hold that in your space. Whereas if you go in and you make a conscious decision to respond objectively and take a step and take a pause back and take a breath, and then you can and then hold that positive space for you, then you just find that you can manage your your time and your space a lot easier, if I can put it that way. Easier, the right word? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's, that's really interesting as to how just that shift in the mindset can, can affect, you know, the fundamental things that we're, we're trying to achieve in our, our day-to-day, isn't it? It is all about how you, how you want things to go. You, you can control it a little bit, can't you? You can control how things are going to affect you. But you mentioned there about managing, Let's, let's dive into that with when it comes to thinking about managing, you know, the day to day. Yeah. Let's go back to the topic that you know, we open with. Yeah. How do you stop it becoming overwhelming? What is, is there a key system that people can sort of put in place to control things and, and keep things, keep things moving in, in the right direction rather than just bouncing around like a, you know, a pinball in a machine sort of thing? <laughs> Um, I can talk from my own personal experience. So if, if you're, if I'm in a, an overwhelming situation, for example, and I find that the negative patterns start to, to, to create and start squirreling them, themselves around in my brain, then I will generally take a step back, go for a walk in the park and get out in nature. Or I will sit down and actually switch off my phone and just switch off everything around me and just take time to meditate and find that point of center within myself. And just doing that for 20, 30 minutes, maybe even 10 minutes if you don't feel like you have a lot of time and you're getting overwhelmed by the fact of time, then that tends to bring, that brings me back within myself. So that would be one of the suggestions that I would put out there. Yeah, definitely. And and that ties into an episode that I had right back in January with Steve Woods, who's a hypnotist. And I worked with Steve. I, I was part of a group session with him and I was like, okay, this is intriguing me. I'd only ever come across, you know, hypnosis and when it came to like stage performance and that side of things. And I was suddenly intrigued and it was like, okay, let's, let's explore this. And it was suddenly sitting back and going through the whole process of forgetting everything. And I felt ridiculously energized from doing it because I almost just cleared things out of the way and then I could just get on with what I needed to get on with. Yeah. Yeah. But funny enough that you mentioned hypnotherapy because I work with hypnotherapy as well within my sessions okay, yeah. and it is such a powerful tool in order for that person to, to just relax because that, that, that's what they're doing. They're going into a trance and they're basically just relaxing. They're slowing down their bodily functions. They're slowing down their brain waves so that they can be present in that moment. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. I think, I think you know, we've said it there, you know, being present and being clear on things. Of course, you know, that's the name above the door for you. You, know, you are 
coaching and leading through clarity. But you've not always done this. Your background was in HR, I believe. And I'm wondering where the, the sort of the patterns and the, the connections come from dealing with people, because let's be fair, that's what HR is about, and, and balancing yeah. that out to then transferring those skills into working with individuals. Well, I think my skill set doesn't only come from my HR background. I've got a background in events management, sales, account um, account management as well, as well as HR. So I've always had that ability or, or that moment where I've had to deal with somebody. And as anybody that works in sales or anybody that works in HR or anybody that works in events can tell you that moments or times can get very stressful, especially when things aren't going your way, inverted commas, the way that you want it to go. <laughs> Yeah. And as an individual, you need to be centered within yourself so that you can hold a space in order to influence somebody else. So that the, the, yeah, hold a space. That's, I love little sound bites like that because it's straight away just sets my (laughs) mind racing. It's like, okay, so it's a great idea, but in practice, how can you, how can you do it? How can you grab that, that moment and, and not get lost? It's, again, it's, it's finding your sense point and realizing that what is happening around you is not personal towards yourself and it's how you respond to it. So with, with the idea of holding a space, as I mentioned, through, through all of my career, it was basically holding a space for other individuals mm-hmm. and that is what a coach does. They hold a space for their client so that their client can go within themselves and connect with their own inner resource because that inner resource is there. It's just creating that connection for your client. That's right. It's, you're almost giving permission, I guess, in a way. It's, yes. it's giving permission to be completely self-centered and self-focused for that brief period so that you can yes. just forget everything else. Nothing else matters at, at that moment. It's, you know, same with hypnosis, same with great coaching. I've never really thought about it that way, that it's, it is really just giving that permission to bring the, the attention where it needs to be, where you need to be for, for you and your business. No, exactly. And it's, um, that, that's one of the things that I open up with my clients in every session is that this is a safe space for you. You have full permission and it's non-judgmental. There is no judgment. So whether the client has a specific response to something, it is not for me to sit there and pass judgment on that individual. I hold space there for that person so that they can work through that and then in order to move forward. Definitely. And it's part of that literally just breaking down the challenges into more manageable pieces rather than it being this crazy big idea that we really want to achieve to actually something you can get done that week or that month. And then from that month, it breaks down into something that you can achieve in an hour. And it's just little wins. Is that part of it? Yeah, I think what people tend to do is they'll look at something and then they look at the whole picture. And then we start to get overwhelmed and you think, heavens, what am I actually dealing with? How do I tackle this? And it's a bit like, eating an elephant how do you eat an elephant 
you eat it bit by bit. And this is apologies to anybody that's vegan out there, but this is just an analogy. Um, you eat it bit by bit. So what you would do is you would take, whether it is a goal that you're, you're working on or whether it is a certain struggle in a situation that you're facing, you take that piece bit by bit and you break it down into manageable pieces. And then taking the areas that you're managing, you can prioritize them to make sure that, that everything is, is in line and whatever needs to be managed first, you do that. And then taking that and then I think the one thing that, that people forget, and I actually find this, is that they forget to celebrate the small ones. So while you're managing that small piece, you're still focusing on the, on the big thing. So we tend to get overwhelmed because we forget about the small wins that, that we've achieved in every step. And it's giving ourselves a pat on the back to go, you know what, that's great. So uh, financial debt, for example. If an individual has three credit cards that they need to pay off and they're now pay paying bit by bit, they've paid off the first one. Instead of going, yes, that's great, I've done that, they're still worrying about the two that are still sitting there. But take that moment out and celebrate that moment that you've actually achieved that small one. And then that just, it fuels your enthusiasm and it fuels your motivation and it keeps you going in order to move forward. Totally. So it really is as much about managing your thoughts as it is about managing actual tasks, isn't it? It's, it's about exactly. controlling where your mind's at and that's exactly probably the only thing you've got any control of anyway isn't it really exactly <laughs> really you hit the nail on the head <laughs> so what actually brought you to to coaching then was it just seeing an opportunity for yourself or was it feeling that you could really make a difference to others i have in, in my in my past and even now, like, you know, I have had to manage my own mindset and I've had to manage my own thoughts. And um, I've had the opportunity to actually work with other individuals that whether it's a therapist or a coach or, or people that have supported me along the way that I could learn techniques in order to do this. Mm -hmm. And so that I knew that if I wake up in the morning, I'm making a conscious decision. The only thing that I've got control of is my thoughts. And during last year, 2020, obviously everybody was starting to feel the overwhelm. We were seeing the effects of, of job losses, um, everything that was happening around the world, never mind just around a certain country, just around the world. Yeah. And I was taking a walk in the park the one day. And I saw a guy sitting on the bench and clearly he was in a situation. He had plastic bags and that, that was his belongings. And I was walking along and I thought, wow, you know, there are so many people that are actually, they're just going to need that help going forward after what is happening here. And I thought if I can bring my experiences and create a skill set and create a space for people to do that, then why not? I've always been in a place where I love supporting people. I love helping them through difficult times, looking for solutions, looking at their problems, breaking it down, and then finding how to meet that. 
And then if I can do that as a coach, why not? Absolutely. And just empower others. It's mm. to know that you could actually make a real difference to someone and whether it's exactly. giving them that bit of direction in their life, in their business, in their career, it's that's inspiring, isn't it? It's just giving people that lift. That's, that's all we want to do in life because if we can help others, then hopefully the world will go around and it'll help us out as well. That's, that's sort of the beautiful idea, isn't it? No, exactly. Exactly. We, we've all got a purpose that, that we're here to live. And if we can support each other, which I believe that is what we're here to do, we're here to empower each other and support each other. Then the world would be a better place. And if you think about the future generations that are coming after us, what better legacy or gift to leave them? That's really interesting. And it sort of ties back to a whole idea I had, um, well, a whole idea I explored in a previous episode with um, Adam Butler, who's a his company is um, all about the human element and realizing that everything is focused around people and individuals. And I think there's the whole new thing, the new generation are more, they want more achievement. They want more personal drive. They want more personal, I guess, responsibilities as well. They want to know their place in the world rather than just mm -hmm. being a, happy to go along with the day to day. And it's realizing that as more people are striving for that, we need to, make sure we look after them as well, don't we? And it's how we manage those around us as much as how we manage ourselves that is really, really interesting. And it's a skill set that as a species, we probably need to work on that little bit more. It's, we've all got some empathy in us, but it's realizing that, you know what, you don't know what people are going through. I heard a brilliant thing during you know, lockdown where it was people were talking about everyone's in the same boat. Okay, that may be true, but your boat may be a super yacht. Your boat may be a dinghy. Your boat may be a sailing boat and the wind stopped blowing. Or you may be letting on water like crazy and you feel like you're drowning. You don't know what situation people are in. And it's how you treat others that ultimately should come back and it's how, you, how you're treated as well, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. That, that is such an important point to make. It really is. It's creating that, that value for that person and showing them that, that they are of value to you. Not that you need to validate it for them, but sometimes when, when people aren't in a good space, they just need that little, that little hug. Yeah. Virtual hug. Hugs. <laughs> wow. What a beautiful thing they were back in the day. It's, uh, let's hope we get back there at some point. Yeah? Um, so, so when, you know, we've talked about like breaking things down into manageable pieces, but when you're focusing on thoughts and you're focusing you know, inside on what really matters when you're trying to get that center and get that balance. Is it all about what you're doing or is it, is, is it initially about how you're feeling? Is it about, you know, yourself, how you view yourself and your self-image? Is that a real key controlling element to, to getting control first? That is a massive element to, to getting control. Um, I'm sure you, you may be aware of the concept that when we're kids, we form habits, about, uh, form habits and beliefs about ourselves and about our lives. Mm -hmm. And then this we take through into our adult, adulthood, if you want to put it that way. And um, so if you're in a situation where, for instance, you're in a household where you're hearing money doesn't grow on trees, I can't buy that now, we can't afford that now, then you're going to grow up with a money scarcity mindset and a, a 
it can be difficult to get out of that situation unless you're aware of it and you start working on it. Um, I think when, when we spoke the last time, I gave you a good example of myself where when I was a kid, my mother used to say to me, oh, you're such a beautiful baby. I don't know what happened to you. And out of jest, it, it was just said. And the way that she said it was very comical and it, there was no harm meant. Yeah. However, I grew up with a great complex about my physical appearance. I never thought that I was a pretty child. I never thought that I was a pretty girl. And this was something, this was a, a belief of my own that I had to break down. And it was only in my, we won't say how old I am, how many years, that I started to actually accept, oh, you know what, I have got a, I've got pretty green eyes. My mouth is a particular shape. That's great. They all work together so that they give me my characteristic. So it's being aware of, if you want to call it the programming of when you were a kid, but things that you, things that were said around you or beliefs that you formed and then looking at those beliefs and then challenging them and going, does this serve me? Is this actually true now? Can I change the situation? Can I change the belief system so that it serves me better and I can be more, more resourceful in what I'm doing? Interesting. It's that we're getting back to permission again in a way, aren't we? You, you growing to love yourself and accept who you are and accept where you are. Because if you don't do that, no one else can accept you, can they? No, they can't. They can't. I know, I know it sounds really harsh and with, with my South African accent, it comes a lot harsher, but it's, it's true. You need to value yourself and need to love yourself first before you can, can go, out, go out into the world. Absolutely. And I, you know, this isn't a topic that I've just explored with you know, yourself as a you know, practitioner and a coach. Um, I explored it with someone who was very, very straight talking when I had the episode with Grants. And he's come from a high level sporting background and now has changed and used that mindset and that skill set into coaching high drive, um, you know, high margin business owners. <laughs> And he is very much a case of the fact that you've got to love the person who's in the mirror. Because if you don't love yeah, that do. person, you can't do anything with it. And I find that really interesting that we're talking from totally different backgrounds and totally different points here. But we're agreeing that you've got to give yourself permission and learn to love yourself and accept who you are. And you may not be perfect, but you're the best that you've got. So it's, it's, Realizing that that's okay. You know, we don't have to be perfect. We just have to approach things with the right sort of mindset. I think it's, it's that bit of forgiveness, but it's also just that bit of love as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's having compassion with yourself as well. Um, as, as you're all aware, like I'm, I'm a strong believer that coaches need coaching as well. Um, so one of the coaching programs that, that I do for my own self-development is one with Bob Proctor. And he has a whole section on your self-image and how you see yourself and taking how you love yourself and how you speak to yourself and looking at yourself in the mirror and making that your own. Yeah. Key. Key. Uh, it's, uh, it's a name that you know, most people will have come across when they're looking at coaching. So, you know, if it's good enough for Bob, then uh, I'm sure it's good enough for the rest of us as well. But it's exactly. just a really simple idea, isn't it? But I think 
Going on from that, personally, I would say I had it myself. I was working with a mindset coach a couple of years ago and got an eight week program. Um, and we started off and it was talking about problems or things that I was facing and things that I wanted to, to overcome. And everything was about business. It was all business goals. That was all my mind was on. I got my spreadsheets. I'd got my tables. I got my note sheets, my planners, all about business goals and what I wanted to achieve there. We got to the end of the course and without realizing it, we went then and Ali asked me for, for my goals and my achievements and where I wanted to be. And it was all about personal achievements. It was all about family. It was all about time. Nothing about the business, but the business had improved in this time because yeah. I'd shifted the focus to where it actually mattered. And I think then because I wasn't having these internal battles of worrying about things, it was under control a little bit more. Um, and just felt like I was in a better space. But for me, that led me to realize that if you haven't got family sorted and that support bubble around you where you're happy and you're feeling like you're contributing, I guess, as much as anything else, it's hard to make anything else matter. I have to agree with you on that one. It's, I think as human beings, we're, we're tribal creatures, if you want to put it that way. If you look at back at our ancestors, the way that you survived was you were part of a tribe and that, that that was the matter of your survival. If you were excluded from the tribe, you had less of a chance of surviving because that meant you had to hunt for your own food. You had nobody to support you. And so we are naturally tribal creatures. We're group creatures, 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 human beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so placing value on that support system, such as your family, whether it is a wife and kids or your parents or that group of friends that, that you just click with, people tend to forget that and then they start focusing on other things. But then if you don't have that core piece 100% sorted or at least 80% sorted, then what does anything else matter? Because once you've got the core focus balanced and, and well-organized for yourself, then everything else just takes care of itself. So, so true. And it, it's, it's giving you that why as well, isn't it? That's the point. It's, it's giving you the reason of why you're doing a stupid amount of hours this week or why you've got to do this extra thing for work or whatever else, because you've got a purpose. You, you know that there's a reason you're doing it. And that's, that's part of it as well. It's, it really is just having everything lined up and centered and having a reason behind everything that you're doing. And if you can thread them all together, then it's got to be a, yes. a clearer, easier path to follow, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's, it's, you, you said something there that, that's very key is connecting with your why. Why you are doing something. Yeah. That, is such, that, that is such a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that's something that you look at when it's looking at career coaching with people and you know, working on that why and getting those values and everything aligned because we can so often end up just on the treadmill of life and not challenge or not look at things and not, yeah, get, get that real drive and focus. And, you know, sometimes it might be, I was in a conversation yesterday and it was purely talking about when you were a kid, you've got these great simple ideas of what you want to achieve in life. And maybe when you start your career, you're absolutely buzzing and you bounce out of bed every morning and you're, you're happy. 
But if you come to the point that you're not bouncing out of bed or you're dreading the whole idea of the alarm going off, is it time to challenge why the hell you're doing it? Yes. Simple. There's not a license to me, but yes. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's, that's sort of the point, isn't it? You, if things aren't right, grab life by the short and curlies and make a change. No, exactly, exactly. It's I think it's so easy to fall into that pattern where you you just your life is just like a stagnant pattern and that that's what you're doing you're waking up in the morning you're brushing your teeth you're having breakfast the same way you're commuting to work or well commuting to the work from the bedroom to the lounge at the moment but um and then you come home and you sit down on the couch and when I say come home I mean lounge you move from your workplace to your couch and you stick on Netflix and that that's what you're doing with your life and there's nothing that is stimulating you there's no form of of growth so at some point you're going to wake up and you're going to go wow 20 years have just passed and what have I actually achieved what have I actually achieved but nobody else is going to do that for you it's up to us as individuals to take that step and as you said challenge challenge what we're doing in our day-to-day life and then create areas of growth for ourselves because like i said nobody else is going to do that for you you need to do it for yourself yeah you need to challenge and you need to reach that breakthrough point don't you of whether it's a small change whether it's a big change yeah you've only got one life so you got to live it it's you know it's a classic quote but it's so true and i think more and more people you know during the last 12, 18 months have come to challenge where they're at. And like, am I loving this? Do I want to be doing this for the next 30 years? You know, is this really what I want from my life? Or do I want to take a change and take a chance and do something invigorating and just see what life gives you, you know, just roll the dice again and, um, and give it another try. You know, it's, it's a beautiful idea. And of course, you know, we've all got mortgages, we've all got commitments, so we can't just suddenly up sticks and say, off we go. But you can definitely really look at things and see if you do need to work on, whether it's business, personal, whatever, you you need to look at those changes to make sure you are happy with where you're at and you're happy with that person that you're seeing in the mirror, you know? Well, that that was one of the exercises that I did as part of... um my my growth last year in 2020 was I took areas of my life. So for instance, um, my self-image, um, my health, my career, my finances. And I looked at the purpose of that, how it linked into my higher purpose, and then looked at my vision for those areas of, of my life and created goals for those areas of my life as well. And it was just a matter of Again, it's it's finding what is important to you. And I think the last 12 months, I've had so many conversations with people where they've sat down and gone, the last 12 months have actually forced me to sit down and look at what my values are, what is important to me, and what I want to make a priority. And is it worth the risk that I'm, that I'm willing to take on this? I've got a friend that um, she packed everything up and she's moved to Brazil. Okay. Because that's what she wanted to do. So she packed everything up and she's gone to Brazil. Why 
if you can, why not take that chance, isn't exactly. it? It's, um, you've got to make that, you've got to get that alignment in place so that waking up every day, you're making that conscious decision to really enjoy life and get the most out of life and just, yeah, take control. So talking of taking control, let's go back to sort of giving key steps of how the listener can take control and what they can look at and easy actionable wins that they can sort of put in place or challenge themselves with to help them sort of unlock whether it's their potential or get rid of the problems that are holding them back and and just make this a great year for them. I think some very key points for them would be, or, or for the listeners, would be A, to just be aware of your nutrition. Make sure that you're not constantly eating all these processed foods, that you're at least getting some fresh fruits and vegetables into your diet. That is that is key. Um, the other point would definitely be sleep. Uh, it, and I'm not saying to people, you need to sleep eight hours a day. It depends on you as a person, whether you sleep six, seven, or eight hours. It is what is sufficient for you and your body will know that. Because when you've had enough sleep, then your head is a lot clearer and you can actually go through the day. And again, your response is is more accurate to your environment rather than just reacting to things. Exercise is another one because with, with exercise, obviously, you're getting your body moving. It's, it's great for the muscles, um, good for, for the brain activity. And then it's, it's good at releasing or, or creating a good energy about yourself and so that you can be creative in things that you're facing. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you'll come up and you'll be able to visualize possible resolutions for, for that challenge with that, that energy, instead of sitting at a desk the whole time, get the body moving. Um, something that, that, that we've mentioned basically the whole way through is, again, breaking it down. Don't get overwhelmed with this big picture. Take it piece by piece and then work through it and celebrate the wins. Acknowledge what you've done and recognize that, that you've actually achieved something. Love that. Love that. I think that's one of my key takeaways from this whole episode. It's break it down and then celebrate every little win that you can because it will put you in a positive space, a positive mental space. And that will then affect those around you, which then conversely will come back and help you. And it's this beautiful self perpetuating cycle, isn't it really? Where the world just spins that bit easier. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's, it's great because you'll, you can share that with, with your circle, with your support circle, so, that, so they get to see it as well. And then that has an impact on their life. If you think about it, like, I mean, it's, it's not only your life, it's, it's somebody else's life as well, where they're seeing you and what you're doing and what you're achieving and how you're celebrating the small things and being grateful for it. That, that's another thing that is massive is, is gratitude. So being grateful for that win, then they start to do what you're doing and you have an impact on them. So you, you're setting an example for your friends and your family around you as well. Totally, totally. So I'm, if I was listening to this, I'd be thinking, okay, I want to know where this lady's got all this from and where, it's, where it could work for me. Because you know, we're all in different points. We're all different 
species, we're all challenging ourselves in different ways and facing different battles. So when you're working with clients, how do you work with them? Is it one-on-one? Is it group coaching? Is it long programs, short programs? How's, how's life working to get that clarity with you? But I've actually started restructuring my programs and what I'm moving into is group coaching and I'm launching my my group programs over the next three months. So if people want to get in contact with me, they are very welcome to email me and I can keep them updated or they can follow me on my social media platforms. However, the I've got a five-week program that I'm running, which is just basically a specific goal and working on that goal and learning how to break it down, create the positive mindset around it or create a resourceful mindset around it, and then how to take steps forward. And then I've got another longer program, which is 20 weeks, and that is looking at, again, the different areas of the life where I can bring my experience and my thoughts and just hold that space for people so that they can create that balance within their life as well. Um, And then I've also got a one-to-one session where I work with people in a two-hour breakthrough session. And that is is very specific, really getting it down and and digging deep into it. Brilliant. So it really is a case of whatever the listener needs, you could be there to help them um, wherever they're at, whether it's wanting a program to follow or whether it's, as you say, that real deep breakthrough session to, to dive into big problems. But I guess one of the best ways of finding out whether you know, it's, you're a good fit is to just get on a call and just have that, see if there is that connection. Yeah, let's come back to the personal connection. If you don't connect with people, yeah. you can't work with them. Um, I have it with my clients and we have to be on the same wavelength. It goes both ways. Um, I have to be a good fit for them. They have to be a good fit for me. And I'm sure it's exactly yeah. the same when you're working with the people you're working with. You know, it's, there's a lot of trust there, isn't there, as to what they're putting out there and, and how you can help them. Oh, no, exactly, exactly. Especially if you're working with somebody um, as a coach, that that connection and that fits is, is very important. And that initial call is, is a good time for you to sit together and work out that you can work together. And it, it's only fair that if, if you feel that as a client, you don't want to necessarily work with that coach, then it's, you, you just be upfront and honest. And then as a coach, it's also only fair on your client that if you feel you can't work with them and you can't meet their needs, that you can refer them on to somebody else as well that maybe you know can. Absolutely. It's, it's that respect point, isn't it? That's, it goes both yeah. ways. It's, you've got to be true and open and honest with everything um, if you really want to make an impact. <laughs> Transparency, absolutely. So Huge. if the listener's thinking, okay, I've got to find out more, how can they find you, Claire, and get in touch and make that initial contact with you? Um, so my website is coachingthroughclarity.com. My details are on there so they can email me from the website or they can find me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> I'm on Twitter too. <laughs> as easy as that then, mate. And I think that's the point. It's keeping it easy for everyone, isn't it? And just yeah. being totally straight and putting those opportunities out there. We've gone through a whole hell of a challenging world the last few months and it's finding that new balance, isn't it? And finding that new normal. And as I've said, it may be deciding, you know what, it's time to challenge the status quo and review things. Um, but it's having a look at that and working on that and bringing it all down to that, that center, as you mentioned earlier, I think that's just 
stuck with yeah. me. It's that whole idea of bringing it all really within where you can, what you can control and not letting life just pass you by. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's that center point of being in the now that that'll, it'll help you. It just, it really will. Claire, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun exploring this and there's so many topics we could explore, but of course we try and uh, respect the listeners' time a little bit here and uh, so we don't take over their whole day. But if um, they want to find out more, obviously they've got your details now, but um, I really enjoyed that. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you, Stuart. I really do appreciate it. And like you said, you could have gone off on on many tangents. It was just trying to keep it streamlined. (laughs) Absolutely, mate. Thanks again. Have a good one. That episode was a lot of fun. That lady is absolutely full of energy and excitement and I can only imagine working with Claire is just invigorating, giving you that space to to be you, to really connect and center and balance yourself. Absolutely amazing and just be really authentic and true to yourself. Really inspiring stuff. And since I spoke to Claire, her courses have now launched. So if you check out the links in the show notes, you can dive straight in there and get stuck into whether it's the five-week course or indeed that 20-week course to find out what's right for you. Or just jump on and book a free call to see how you connect with Claire and whether her approach to coaching through clarity resonates with you. I'm Stuart James from Emotive Eye helping you take that one chance to truly connect.